Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Robbie Motter of Diva Strategies for Success, where every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, I bring you a dynamic guest and some very great tips that they will share with us, as well as we will learn about what they're doing and uh, they will become your newest friend. Today I have a fabulous guest from Pennsylvania. Her name is Sylvia Hepler, and she is she's known as the first class manager coach, and she is the president of Launching Lives. Welcome, Sylvia. How are you? I'm doing very well, Robbie. Thank you for inviting me to be your guest. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Let me let our uh, listeners know a little bit about you. Sylvia's professional background includes extensive nonprofit management, leadership experience, business and freelance writing, public speaking, nonprofit program evaluation, nonprofit community based program startup, teaching and retail sales. She also has partnered with the Pennsylvania Department of Health to design and implement several statewide initiatives. Currently, she is the owner and president of Launching Lives, which is an LLC, an executive coaching company and woman-owned business based in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, which is near the uh, outside of Philadelphia. Am I right? It's about two hours outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Her mission is to support business owners, corporate executives, and nonprofit executive staff as they solve problems, develop leadership skills, and increase balance in their lives. The coaching model she utilizes focuses on leadership management assessments, leadership skills, building, empowerment, and engagement. She earned her executive coaching certificate through the Rescue Institute in Colorado, completed the 12-month coaching for corporate business building program with Quantum Endeavors in Chicago, and actively participates in a variety of continuing education opportunities offered by persons of notoriety in the industry across the company. Sylvia's services include individual coaching, group coaching, small group facilitation, retreats, keynote speeches. So if you know anybody looking for a keynote, this is the gal to call, webinars and telephone seminars. On a monthly basis, she writes a feature article for the Patriot News in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the Money Business Section, and distributes an e-zine that focuses on topics of interest for professionals. Can people just sign up for your e-zine, or how does that work? Yes, they can. They can simply send me an email, Robbie, and request to go on the e-zine list. The e-zine is free, and I focus on a different topic every month, and people tell me they really love these. So all people have to do is send me an email, and I'll sign them up. Okay, give them your email address. We'll give them to them later again, but give it to them now. Certainly, yes. My email is all small letters, Sylvia, S-Y-L-V-I-A, at launchinglives.biz, B-I-Z. Okay. Uh, since the inception of her business, she has produced a CD on making change, as well as published over 90 articles on business, personal, and career management, and several special reports for executives. In addition, she has written an e-book titled, No Surprises, A Business Guide to Starting Your Own Coaching Practice, 
for persons who know how to coach but may not understand how to run a business. She is an active member of the Harrisburg Regional Chamber of Commerce and the West Shore Chamber of Commerce, serving on multiple committees. She is a member and mentor with the Central Pennsylvania Association of Female Executives. She is also a member of the International Coach Federation, the National Association of Professional Women, the National Association of Female Executives, which is NAFI, Toastmasters International, Human Resources Professionals of Central PA, York, SHARM, S-H-R-M, and then Women's Leadership Network affiliated with the United Way of the Capital Region and a number of private networking groups. Sylvie has also been selected as a preferred coach consultant for the Millersville University Nonprofit Resource Network based in Lancaster County. Having successfully navigated several significant personal tragedies and challenges throughout her life, Sylvia brings great empathy to her coaching engagements with clients along with 35 years of professional experience, coach training, and personal development work. At the present time, she's working on her a book called Two Minutes to Excellence. Welcome, Sylvia. I'm so happy to have you with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so pleased to be here. And I wanted to ask you, our title today is Building Trust at Work, How to Do It. So why don't you tell us exactly what is trust? Well, you know, that is a, an interesting word, Robbie, and it brings a lot of uh, other words and phrases to mind, I think. Some of those include things like faith and hope and dependence upon someone else. We also think of the words competence, um, goodwill, confidence that someone has a good character, that they have a good reputation that they are not a person of pretense and game-playing. And I also think it brings to mind um, an assured reliance on other people's character and strength and truth. Uh, So a lot of things come up for me when I think about the word trust. But I can also tell you that I think that trust is one of the key leadership competencies in companies and large organizations, or any organization for that matter. And often we don't list trust as one of the key leadership competencies, but I think it really does deserve to be in that list. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with you. What are some of the essential characteristics of trust? Well, I think that there are three. When you boil it all down, for me it comes to three, and they are credibility, reliability, and intimacy. What an interesting combination of words, but I just want to quickly explain what I mean by that. Credibility for our purposes here on this radio show means that someone is believable. So if they are credible, they are believable. And if they are reliable, they are dependable. And what I mean by the intimacy piece is that folks are able to really focus on other people and they're able to get outside of themselves. In other words, they're able to control or manage their own egos. 
so that they're able to not only focus on other people, but also be able to make a deep connection with other people. So the whole string of these characteristics together is really the believability, the dependability, and then that ability to connect and focus on others. And when you kind of stir all of those into the same pot, so to speak, you have trust. And it's also important for, you, for me to mention that if even one of those three characteristics is missing, you're not going to have the degree of trust that you would desire. Yes, I agree with you. And don't you think sometimes one of the biggest things that hurts companies is when people let their egos get in the way? Oh, ab- absolutely. And, you know, too many folks are walking around today with egos that don't fit through doorways, so to speak. And that is not a place where we want to be. That is going to not serve us, ourselves as individuals. It's not going to serve other people, and it's certainly not going to serve our organizations at large. So we need to learn to manage the unhealthy ego. Yeah, I agree with you. I remember Mm -hmm. my corporate days. What are some of the benefits of trust within an organization? Well, I think there's actually a lot of those, and and I'm going to give people quite a list here for those who might be taking some notes. But first of all, one of the biggest benefits, I think, is that employees are fully engaged. When you have trust in your organization, people are motivated, they're inspired, and they're going to work. They're fully engaged, and they want to be engaged. They're not fighting you. They're not resisting you. I also think that performance increases and improves when you have a culture of trust. And if you have a culture of trust, relationships are able to grow. You have that fertile soil where people really care about the relationships they have with each other, and they want to nurture those relationships. One of the other big benefits, I think, is that communication is authentic, In other words, communication is real. You don't have that game playing and that pretense. And communication is also very clear because people feel that it's safe to be clear. Another benefit is is that you have less win-lose thinking. What we all need to be striving for today is that win-win or that triple-win way of thinking instead of I'm the one who's got to win and she's the one who's got to lose. It really isn't about that today. It's about all of us can win in a certain way. It's a matter of being creative and open and looking for ways where we can all win. I think another benefit is that there are fewer hidden agendas, and along with that there's a lot less secrecy. Um, and, and another one that I want to mention, because I just can't help myself, is that you have fewer malicious politics when wow, you have I a like culture. Yeah, you have fewer malicious politics when you have a culture of trust. And you have less desire on the part of individuals to undermine what's going on, uh, either in terms of what individuals are trying to accomplish or what groups of people are trying to accomplish. And people are really supportive of each other. You know, if if there's trust abounding in an organization, people are not against each other. They're actually supporting each other's initiatives and work and and, uh, goals and so forth. And you have a spirit of collaboration. I also believe that employees demonstrate high levels of innovation, and that's one that people often don't think of. 
But I think that when people are trying to work in a culture of trust, they're actually more creative. Their brains are able to be more uh, free-spirited, so to speak, so that they're more creative, more innovative, and they're not shut down. They're not trying to exist in this tiny little box that might feel like it's a safe place. You also find less conflict, or at least I guess what I want to say is less unnecessary conflict, because sometimes conflict is positive. Sometimes conflict is good. But what we're talking about here is you'll have less unnecessary and unhealthy conflict. And then finally, the company gets to retain key talent. When you have a lot of trust in your organization, people are going to be more apt to stay. Right. Don't you think they're also more apt to work as a team as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're going to be enthusiastic about working as a team. I agree with you. Great. What are some personal blocks to building trust at work? That you well, that, that's a fascinating question, and I'm so glad that you're asking that. I have a few things to contribute to that response. The first would be family of origin beliefs, experiences, and teachings you know, we all grow up with family beliefs that are passed on to us. We hear these beliefs. We hear people talking about them. Sometimes people are actually teaching us their beliefs, parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts, and uncles, and so forth. And sometimes those beliefs don't really serve us very well. And those beliefs may be kind of like antitrust so that we grow up not trusting other people. And we feel okay about that because mom and dad told us that we really shouldn't trust other people or somebody else in our family was telling us that, either verbally or by example. Um, I, I think another personal block to building trust is our own attitudes that we develop over our life. An attitude, for example, that, well, you just really can't trust other people. Other people are not deserving of our trust. Sometimes we form that attitude very early in life because of family of origin beliefs, as I just mentioned. And other times we don't necessarily grow up with those family of origin beliefs that work against us, but things happen to us as we live our lives that start teaching us by social proof, for example, that other people just really can't be trusted. I also think the media plays a role. I mean, my heavens, when you think about what we read on online or what we read in paper newspapers, what we read in magazines and other accountings, the media is constantly supporting a belief that other people can't be trusted. Other people are bad. Other people have hidden agendas. Um, another factor is our historical employment experiences. And I'm sure all of us have those stories to tell that, oh, well, you know, 10 years ago we worked for Company X, and oh, wait till you hear what happened there. And while I was there, I certainly learned that you can't trust your boss, you can't trust your coworkers, you can't trust your secretary, you can't trust your staff. You know, it's all this historical employment drama. And all yeah. of us have some of those stories to share. I mean, we'd be hard-pressed, Robbie, to run into somebody who's been in the workforce for even 10 years and they don't have some kind of war story to tell about how their, their trust balloon was kind of uh, pricked with a pin. 
Um, right. And then finally, you know, a lot of us just don't trust ourselves. So that that may be a factor that, that isn't obvious to most of us here in this discussion. But uh, I did want to mention this whole factor around lack of self-trust. You know, it's really hard to trust other people if deep inside of ourselves we don't trust us. Right, you're right. Sylvia, we just had somebody join us. Let's see who they are and if they have a question. Oh, certainly. Hello, this is Robbie. Who's Who joined us? Hi, if that's me. And who are you? <laughs> My name is uh, Hugh. I'm calling from Ashland, Virginia, the center of the universe. Oh, great. Do you have a question for Sylvia? I just turned in, and I think she's wonderful, and I think that uh, people have to understand that it all starts with the individual. We're we're tremendous manifestors and unlimited creative beings. And what we have to do is get down to basics and realize that we're all spiritual beings and get out of our heads into our hearts, align them with the creator, whoever you feel that may be. Ask for divine guidance on a daily basis. The other big keys are to always be in gratitude no matter what your circumstances and then to take uh, actions, positive actions, not talk about things because it's from taking the actions you truly learn. If you make a mistake, you don't repeat the same mistake. But that's... Right, we learn from our, our mistakes. Uh, so, Sylvia, how can one demonstrate trust in their in their employees? Oh, I have lots of great ideas to share with our listeners on on that topic. Um, the first the first strategy that I'd like to give to people is that we need to assume that people are skilled and committed, at least until they would show us that they really are not skilled and committed. But we need to just trust that they are, and we need to treat our staff as professionals. I also think along with that, we need to avoid micromanagement. Uh, that's really a control issue in, in some of us. And, and in my executive coaching practice, I, I work with a lot of clients who are so prone to controlling other people. And that's not really effective management. When we're trusting other folks, we need to avoid putting a noose around their neck. We need to avoid that micromanagement and just let them move forward freely doing what they are skilled to do, what they know how to do. I think we also need to just expect that deadlines will be met unless someone has proven or shown us that they can't be trusted to meet those deadlines. But otherwise, we need to make sure that people are clear about what they're going to be doing and let them just go ahead and do it, occasionally check in on a large project to see how far people are in their progress, and then just trust that they're going to meet that bottom line deadline. Another strategy would be to create a safe environment for growth because, as I said a few moments ago, people really do their best work, I think, when they feel trusted and they feel safe so that they can grow and develop and do their thing and become all that they are meant to be in this world. In other words, develop their highest potential. Another strategy would be to expect people to solve their problems. Um, that's another issue if, if we have control problems within ourselves. You know, we want to go in there and just solve everybody's problem. Uh, a problem crops up, we become aware of it, and we want to go in and say, well, this is how you deal with it. This is how you can fix it. Instead, we need to trust that our staff 
has the intelligence and the experience and the talent and the gifts to be able to do some brainstorming and come up with their own possible solutions. We need to let people make their own decisions where that is appropriate, and we need to be inviting them to share their ideas. In other words, proactively go after them to share ideas. We need to proactively go after them also to get feedback on processes and procedures and opinions and ideas. And then finally, I would suggest that we sometimes put our staff, perhaps in a team meeting or a staff meeting, we put them through an exercise that involves posing hypothetical situations. And what I mean by that is put out a certain problematic or challenging situation that people may find themselves in and allow them the opportunity to brainstorm viable possible solutions to those scenarios, to those situations. It gives people the opportunity to be creative, and it also gives them the opportunity to do some problem-solving amongst themselves. So I just laid out, I didn't really count them all, but I just laid out a lot of strategies that listeners can use to actually show that they are trusting their employees. And I would say, Robbie, that even if people just latch on to a couple of those strategies and actually implement them regularly and consistently, they're going to see a positive difference in their people. Well, I know. I um, I was chair of a big event last year, and I took mm-hmm. this woman and I said, I want to make you the chair of this particular portion of it. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, do you think I can do that? I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I let her make the decisions. And I remember the day of the event, she came to me and said, well, you need to go up and, and uh, speak through the mic. I said, no, I don't. You're the chair. <laughs> and later yeah. she came back to me, and she did a fabulous job. It was one of uh. the best. Uh, events that were, had been put on for years in that particular area. Oh, wonderful. And she, to, and she said to me, how did you know I could, I could do that? I said, I did. You just needed the opportunity. I'm like you. I don't like micromanagement. When I was in corporate America and I had a staff, I gave them the project and I said to them, if you need help, all you've got to do is ask. But mm-hmm. this is your chance to shine, and we love new and innovative ideas. Yes. What about you, just... you? Do you have a something to add to this? Oh, most definitely. Actually, I'm working on a whole new paradigm for mankind, bringing spirituality into global economics and combining it with unconditional love, making everything transparent, ethical, legal, and moral, and forcing companies to be more responsible for their employees, their customers, the environment, and the community. As crazy as it sounds, it's very easily achievable when enough people begin to realize that we all have unlimited creativity and interact with existing technologies and with each other in caring, sharing ways. There's there's no limits to what can be done. Yeah, I totally agree. And and, um, I think with people like Sylvia out there training some of these executives, that's a great way to go. Uh, Sylvia, how can you inspire employees to trust you through your personal traits and quality? Well, that's another fascinating question, and I, I actually have a lot to respond on that one. The first one, though, that I that I want to give to people is you've got to know your own core personal values and then live those core personal values so that other people see those values in you all day long. I think that's a great foundation. But I would also add things like, you know, 
be careful of your body language. Make sure that you're not giving off mixed signals. Be accountable. It's not just about holding your people accountable, but you got to hold yourself accountable and in a way that they can see that you're doing that. I would also suggest that you learn to listen with your ears, your mind, and your heart because listening is not just an academic exercise or an intellectual exercise, but it is an emotional exercise as well. I would suggest that you exhibit positive energy, that you smile, that you be approachable. In other words, those are things related to your professional image. So so this is a great time for me to just slip in here that, you know, be watchful of your professional image, and you get to change it or shift it anytime you say you'd like to. So if it's not really working for you the way you need it to work for you, maybe it's time for some shifts and changes. I'd also like to suggest that you be transparent with everybody you work with. Make sure that you're admitting mistakes rather than trying to cover them up and pretend that you didn't make them. Or the, or in the case, say it's somebody else's fault. You won't Exactly, yes. Blame, you... Blaming is not going to serve you or the other person well. Right. And it will certainly detract from, uh, you know, people's ability to respect you and trust you. It's going to detract from your professional image. I would also say that um, you may want to consider sharing your vision and goals very openly with folks so that they're aware of what they are for you. Exhibit positive energy. And the last one I want to give is something that some people understand this and others never heard of it, but I'm going to put out there model servant leadership. In other words, don't expect your people to do things that you are unwilling to do yourself. Have an attitude of service and let people see this shining through you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, What about through words? Well, let me give you some actual language. I'm actually going to give you some template language here, language scripting, that people can start implementing tomorrow in the workplace. They might say things to their employees like, you know, I really value and appreciate your X, Y, Z. You know, that might be a trait, that may be a talent, it may be a skill, it may be an accomplishment, but that would be language that you could use. Another language template script would be, I believe you are totally capable of doing that project, and let me tell you why. Right. Another, another script would be, I have observed that you, whatever. This is what right. I have observed. Another right. What one about would be, actions? Okay, and actions, moving on to actions. You can demonstrate trust in your employees through actions such as, Discover your employees' learning styles. Everyone learns differently. Address problems immediately and privately. Right. And for heaven's sakes, avoid gossip. Honor confidentiality. Explain your reasons for why you're doing things or why you made a certain decision. I also recommend that you model effective conflict resolution skills. And I like this one, catch people doing something right in this highly critical world we live in where we're constantly being told what we aren't doing right. I would suggest that if you are leading and managing people, catch them doing something right and tell them what you saw. Well, you're going to get more, they're going to come 
for do more things for you if definitely you, if they feel you care and I think definitely. that is very yeah. important. What yeah. is the impact of trust, lack of trust on the company's bottom line? Because today's world, everybody's it's all about the bottom line. You know, the loyalty that mm-hmm. corporations and things used to have for their employees is no longer there. Maybe yeah. there's a few companies out there still, but I think mm-hmm. majority of them, it's all about the bottom line. That's right. Well, I'd like to lay out four words. So for anybody who's taking notes, four simple words, and they are revenue, talent, time, and risk. And just a couple of words about each of those. If you have a culture of trust at your organization, you will definitely boost your revenue per year. You will also be able to retain your key talent because it's very expensive to lose your key talent, especially on a regular basis. You will save time in a culture of trust because people won't be running around wasting other people's time by distrusting them and questioning their every move and doubting them. And finally, the word risk. People will be willing to take risks in a culture of trust because they will feel that it is safe to do so. And here we're talking about reasonable risks. We're not talking about crazy outlandish things. We're talking about reasonable risks that are really necessary for people to take. Sylvia, we're getting, it's amazing how fast a half an hour I goes. Know. So I want to make sure that you give people your website, your email, and how they can reach you. And again, give them the title of your book. Okay. First of all, let me give people the URL to my website. It's www.launchinglives, L-I-V-E-S, launchinglives.biz, B-I-Z. And I invite you to go into my website. There is a free giveaway on there if you opt in by giving me your email address and your name. You might want to pick that up and look around. Um, the The working title of my forthcoming book is Two Minutes to Executive Excellence. Two Minutes to Executive Excellence. My email is sylvia at launchinglives.biz, and I invite any and all of you to check in with me, send me an email. Let me know how you felt about this particular uh, piece of the radio show. You may want to correspond with me a little bit with your ideas around trust. Was there something else, Robbie, that you wanted me to mention? And uh, do do you have a phone number if they wanted to call you? Yes, they certainly may call me. My office line is 717-761-5457. Again, you've been listening to Sylvia D. Hepler, who is known as the First Class Manager Coach, the president of Launching Lives, which is an LLC in Pennsylvania. And Sylvia, I'm so thrilled you were on the show. And I'd love to have you, as you get closer to finishing your book, to come back. And Hugh, I'd love to have you call me and maybe become a guest on my show. Uh, You can reach me at 888-244-4420 and then we can talk in more detail. And all of the other people, I know we have quite a few people listening in. Every week on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you a dynamic coach. My name is Robbie Motter, and you can learn more about me at uh, www.robbymotter.com. 
And uh, so I hope you will join us. And if you know a guest that can share some great information for our listeners, just let me know. And our next week's uh, guest is going to be another one, a lady from the East Coast who is uh, going to talk to us about – let me see if I can find that real quickly. I thought I had it at my fingertips. Um, her name is J.J. Uh, Gener- Generet, and we are going to have a fun time. And, again, you've been listening to Diva Strategies for Success, and I'm happy that you could join us. And, again, thank you. Uh, oh, her name is D, uh, J.J. D. Geronimo, and our topic is going to be called Positioning Yourself for Success. So tune in next week. Uh, any last-minute comments? We just probably have a couple seconds. Robbie, this is Sylvia. I'd like to make one quick last comment. Okay. And that is that probably one of the best pieces of advice that I could give to your listeners about trust. And it is something that I have learned to do is trust other people until they show you that you can't trust them. In other words, begin a relationship by trusting. And only stop trusting if someone shows you they cannot be trusted. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will be talking soon. And, again, call me anytime, 888-244-4420. And you did a fabulous job, and I learned a lot of great things that I can share with others. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much.